What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy, Sean Pesos. And your boy, Russ Digi. What's going on, Russ? How you feeling? I'm doing all right, bro. Been a little busy, but you know how it goes. Yeah, it's holiday time. You know what time it is. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm pretty good today. Can't complain. All right. That's good, man. It's good to hear. Can't complain. My <laughs> team want to go winning streak. Okay. I mean, it really don't mean shit, but hey, I'll take it over losing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely take it over losing. Those wins count when you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get one tomorrow. But we'll see. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of bullshit going on as far as uh the NFL this week. Mm. How so? Well, one, they put out this fugazi ass receiver list. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> that's 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 off top. Like that's the first <laughs> on my list, because I'm like, yo. <laughs> What is this? Yeah, I'm done. So for those that don't know or haven't been paying attention, the NFL has been doing this, you know, since it's the 100-year anniversary of the NFL, they've been doing this list of all-time players, and they go by position groups. Mm-hmm. So they've done des- defensive backs, running backs, quarterbacks, and so on. They finally mm-hmm. got to the receiver list, you know, and that list is important to me because that's the position I wanted to play if I ever made it to the NFL. So I was tuned in. And the 10 receivers that they listed left me shaking my head. Yep. For a few reasons. So let's start with this list. In no particular order, by the way. This is who they chose. They chose Lance Allworth, Raymond Berry, Larry Fitzgerald, Marvin Harrison, Elroy Hirsch, Don Hudson, Steve Largent, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, and Paul Warfield. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at this list. Yep. Never heard of Paul Warfield. Nope. Or Elroy Hirsch. Or nope. Don Hudson. Or Raymond Berry. Yeah. And the first thing I see is like, okay, I'm doing a calculation in my head, like, okay, um, where's T.O.? Yep. He's top three all time. He should be statistically. Mm-hmm. Where's Chris Carter? He's top five all time statistically. Where's Megatron? And yep. where? I, this might this last one might sound a little biased on my part, but where's Julio Jones? Hell, where's Antonio Brown? Man, For that this, matter, this list is horrible. Horrible. Yeah, bro. I don't even know how to. First off, man, when 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 any time they bring up a list, when they bring up wide receivers, the whole we don't want to include T.O. because we don't like T.O. thing is old. Like, I'm just tired of it, man. You know what right. I'm saying? T.O. is third all time in receiving touchdowns. He's three behind Randy Moss at 153. Randy Moss is at 156. And of course, Jerry Rice is at 197. All right. In fourth place for touchdowns is Chris Carter at 130. And then you get to Marvin Harrison at 128 TDs. Now, I say all that to say this. Keeping T.O. off of a list is just dumb to me. It's asinine at this point. It it just makes your list look incredibly stupid. Keeping Chris Carter off the list, I could understand if you found a way to mix in a lot of these new players. You know what I mean? Like if you were mixing in the the 
the Julio Joneses, the Antonio Browns, and things like that. But just off of numbers, if you didn't put him in, it's a dumb list. Mm-hmm. Having Marvin Harrison and Larry Fitzgerald on a list where they've been, the, the people have 20 or 30 more touchdowns than them. It's just crazy to me, man. It's a dumb list. The list is stupid. I don't like their lists anymore. I'm tired of the NFL and the way they do their shit. I'm sick of their Hall of Fame. I'm sick of all their shit. Yeah, the Hall of Fame process is fucking stupid, too, at this point. The NFL is fucking stupid. All I'm doing is watching these games because I just get sick and tired of their shit all the time. It's stupid lists every time. Even the ones that they make in the preseason before where they say the players voting. It's just like they can never come to a genuine consensus of who's actually good and who's actually playing their ass off. And it's just annoying at this point. Don't nobody care about no Don Hudson dog. I'm like, who the hell is Paul Warfield? I don't know. <laughs> like, even with the... I know we didn't speak about the quarterback list, but they got Sammy Ball on the quarterback list. It's crazy, man. Like, it's, I know... I know... I know a hundred years you have to include some of the older players. Right. But come on, man. Yeah. No T.O. And he's third all time. Yep. Just because you don't like the way he acted at certain stints in his career. Yep. Like. It's horrible. I know Chris Carter had a drug problem, but he's still one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come it's on, just man. a shame. It's a shame at this point, man. The list of fraudulent. I kind of wanted to get into it last week, but now that I know that the list is this fraudulent, it's no even. It's no reason to have a debate because they're just gonna put too many people in here that you can't even justify. Like, it's crazy. And they always and, say, "Oh, at the time of the league, the league was this way, so that's why we put them in there." They did this in spite of. I'm like, yo, yeah, man. So you gonna do the same thing for the running backs because? What about the running backs like 10, 12 years from now when it's clearly a passing league? Are you going to put them in the same regard? Well, you know, the running back list, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have Adrian Peterson in that joint and uh, they didn't have LaDainian Tomlinson. Oh, I know. I didn't even want to bring it up. I know. It's stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, the top NFL 100 list is trash and that's all too. And the quarterback list is even worse. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad, man. This is basically like who we like. And if their stats match up, we just happen to throw them in there. Yep. And like, I'm just looking at Megatron. I'm like, Megatron put up amazing numbers. He wasn't even a troublemaker, quote unquote. Yep. He's played yep. for the shitty ass Lions. That's it, And he man. got tired of getting banged up and wasting his talent on the shitty team. So he said, I'm out of here. He basically pulled the same thing that Barry Sanders pulled, except they respect Barry Sanders for doing it, and they don't respect him for doing it. But they did the exact same thing. It's just in a different time period. I don't understand. Right. I agree wholeheartedly, but that's what it is. Fucking crazy. But since we're speaking to wide receivers, there was a few records broken this past weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to start with (laughs) my guy. <laughs> My guy Julio Jones, okay, was the fastest to reach. What was it? Twelve thousand yards. Yep. Which means he did it faster than the goat, Jay yep. Rice. <clears throat> yep. And also, Michael Thomas broke the all-time reception record this weekend. This past weekend. Right. 
beating mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison's record. Yep. Which I respect. It's admirable. Yeah, for sure. But you know what I noticed? With these What's media that? outlets, they were quick to post Michael Thomas's accomplishment. But ask me, have I seen Julio Jones's accomplishment yet? Yeah, it was kind of like a a blip in the game. You know what I mean? So if you watch the highlights of your game, then you would know. But it's not something that's been spoken. It's not. It's not widely you know? regarded. Like, oh, hey, he did this. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with it is, and I'll be honest, I think it's just a, a simple thing of the success of your team this year. I think that's what's what's putting a dim light on everything. So if they came out and said that, I would respect that. Well, they're not gonna say it, but that's all it is. Because you know I, mean, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, it's been times that Drew Brees has broken a record with a seven or nine record, and they highlighted it. Yeah, but then that's switching everything back to the quarterback. True. So if he's breaking a record, he's usually breaking a record of a name that you know a lot of people know and love. And it's just a lot that goes into it. That's all. Yeah, but due to these records being broken, there was a debate being had over the weekend. And I was told by many of Saints fans uh-huh. that Michael Thomas is better than Julio Jones. <laughs> As to which I said that no, he's not. I mean, yes, this is an amazing accomplishment, but mm-hmm. he's the main factor on their team. Right. He's not a deep threat. Mm-hmm. He runs a certain number of routes. Okay. He has one of the most accurate QBs in history. Mm-hmm. And they never double team him. They never bracket coverage him. Well, they double team him, but they don't double team him in the way that you're used to it because he's not that fast. Right. So more than likely he's getting double teamed with a with a linebacker because they're not going to bring the safety down to double team him or like bracket him in that way as a deep threat. They're bracketing him across the middle. Right. Which feeds into his uh, receptions because he's faster than a linebacker. Yeah, he, he runs better routes and you know runs the corner off, so he's gonna get those constantly. To whereas you have Julio, who's getting triple like the whole side of the field is motioning towards Julio. Mm-hmm. The linebackers, corners, the safeties. Yeah, Julio's a deep threat. He can run those same routes that Michael Thomas runs. But there's also mm-hmm. other weapons on the team. So mm-hmm. his number of receptions are going to be uh, lower. Mm-hmm. And then they brought up the number of touchdowns. Yeah. As to which I said, Michael Thomas has what? Eight? Julio has six. So if Julio's reception numbers were bumped up a bit, they have the same amount of touchdowns. So who's really better than who? I mean, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is just the fact that he doesn't have the amount of receptions. Like Julio is about a cool, almost 50 below receptions-wise to Michael Thomas. And so that's going to be an argument from somebody else that he has the catching output of two receivers, basically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a hard argument, in my opinion. Um, I kind of feel like Julio Jones has the potential of being like an all-time great wide receiver, mm-hmm. but I think he's just going to fall into the category of being a very good receiver 
because of Matt Ryan. It would take him actually going somewhere else in order for me to think that he's going to have the numbers that he's going to need to kind of like eclipse uh, some of these other other wide outs. Well, I mean, yeah. He's had six straight seasons of 1,400 yards. That's nothing to sneeze at. And and his receptions are high. But his touchdown numbers are pretty low for a wide receiver. That's true. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna need that when when you're talking all time great. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna need those to touchdowns. Get, yeah, he's gonna need them, man. Um, comparing him to Michael Thomas is just a hard sell right now. I mean, basically, Julio's been in the league twice as long, games wise, as uh, Michael Thomas, True. and so it's just hard to to compare the numbers. In my opinion, I think they're two different types of receivers that do two different types of things. And although I would say Julio Jones is more capable of doing, like he's capable of doing more things than Michael Thomas, Mm -hmm. the unfortunate result is he just doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yes, he's a deep threat. Yes, he goes across the middle. Yes, he gets more yak. You know what I mean? But the Mm -hmm. problem is he don't get more touchdowns. And then Michael Thomas is emerging right now. Like true, Michael Thomas is having a better season than Julio Jones. So yes, a Saints fan is going to get on you and try to be annoying. But in an all-encompassing argument, there's no way to compare the two. Because yeah. Julio Jones's numbers are just better, period. Yeah, well, when people bring up the touchdown thing, I'm like, who else do the Saints have that's really capable of being that second scorer outside of Alvin Kamara? It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, Julio just doesn't get touchdowns regardless of who's there. True. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. He should be the number one option. They should target him more in the red zone. But for his career, he has 57 touchdowns. That's super low. I blame that on coaching, to be honest with you. That's all coaching. coaching and it's mad. Like, throw it to him. Yeah, but there's been times he's thrown it to him, and it's ended up in a terrible result. Man, listen, you got to figure that out. I know. I mean, that's that's just the honest-to-God truth. Otherwise, the results are going to be what they are. You know what I mean? Like. If he has if he has fifty seven touchdowns, he's on pace. If he doubled his yardage, which he's not going to do, because that's twenty four thousand yards, and that's ridiculous. Right. But let's just say, even if he had twenty four thousand yards, he would only have hundred and fourteen touchdowns, and that would still be like eighty three lower than Jerry Rice. That's crazy. That's how you can tell the pace of his touchdowns are exceptionally low. Right. He's going to have to get over a hundred, and he's going to have to do it in about. Three or years. four good seasons. Yeah, like he's going to have to do like some double-digit numbers to finish out his career. Yeah, I respect, I respect your opinion because you're not tied to either team. Well, I'm not even saying that Michael Thomas is better than Julio Jones. Is, is Julio Jones a better wide receiver than Michael Thomas? You have to say yes. Mm-hmm. Is Michael Thomas having a better year than Julio Jones right now? So if you're having a right now argument, then you could say Michael Thomas is better than Julio Jones right now. That's why you I know. said I respect your opinion because you're not tied to either one. Yeah, you can, give, you yeah. can give me a clear observation of it because I'm a little biased. I'm a little clouded because yeah, that is the, my guy. But the unfortunate part about it is that debate is a hard debate because it's also quarterback driven. That's you know true. what I mean? And so if you were to compare Drew Brees to Matt Ryan, you know, it's leaps and bounds. It's a difference. Drew Brees is definitely better than Matt Ryan. I will admit that. Yeah, and that, and that's so that's going to lead to Michael Thomas being, you know, having better numbers at times. True. Michael it, Thomas is going to have to be consistent. Yeah. And we'll see how that pans out. 
Yeah, like I saw a meme the other day. It said 2011 to 2014. It was like, who's better? Julio or Megatron? And then it was like, who's better this time period? Julio or AB? Or right. this person? And it was never like Michael Thomas was never in the conversation. No, nah, but he's he's going to be that next year. Oh, you he can, probably you will be. You you can look forward to hearing that. That's gonna that's gonna get on your nerves. Oh no, it gets on my nerves now. Because if you think about it, he's at a sixteen hundred yards at one hundred and forty five receptions with nine TDs. Mm-hmm. If he can find a way to get in that end zone and get up to one fifty and clear seventeen hundred yards, that's gonna look like a crazy stat line. It's true. One fifty for seventeen hundred and ten TDs. That's gonna be ugly. So, but I also we'll want to see that. how things go. Like once Matt retires, once Drew retires, how are both of their numbers going to look? Well, Julio's older than Mike, so it's just yeah. he's going to be on the decline anyway. True. But all right, but by that time his yardage numbers would be crazy. Yeah. But yeah, all right, enough of that. There's been some more big news <laughs> coming out of the NFC. Okay, Beast Mode's back. All right, man. I don't mean to be disrespectful. But, but you don't give a been, fuck? <laughs> he hasn't been beast mode for a while. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He has taken a step back. It's just been mode. Like, it's Marshawn Lynch, man. That's cool. They needed to get a running back because their running backs died. <laughs> and um, Don't say they died. Say so they, they hurt. Died, they hurt, bro. They hurt. Bro, they, they gone. They living. They, they living. They, they breathing out. right now. They ain't dead. They out, <laughs> they out bro. <laughs> they gone. We not going to see them no more until next year. They gone. <laughs> Wait, are both of them done for the season? I'm, I, I, I thought it was just so. uh, pro size. Nah, bro. I think I think uh, Carson's gone, too, because they went and got Robert, Robert Turbin, too. Then they brought back Turbin? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, bro. It's looking they bad. Basically, they basically just went five years back and got their running backs. Oh, okay. I didn't know Turbin uh, came back. Yeah, bro. They signed Turbin and, and Lynch, man. I, I, I don't care. Well, I know you don't care because that's your rival. You wouldn't no, no, care no, no, regardless. No, I, don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean it that way. I mean, if they went and got somebody legitimate, it would be scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they went and got a player that you're like, oh, shoot. But, I mean, if we can't stop him, man, shit, we don't deserve it. You know, that's just how that I feel about true. it. You're right. Them cats are old, bro. They're not even, nah. What kind of shape is he in? And I'm not saying that because he's like a weak man, but I'm talking about football shape. I don't know. We'll have to see. You know what I mean? Like, what, I, what is this about to be, man? Like, what, what are we playing here? We'll have to see. Yeah, we gonna see. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, we gonna see tomorrow. Yeah, we gonna find out real quick. <laughs> I hope we ready. Because I, I think some of your boys coming stupid. back. Man, Robert Turbin, he ain't no small dude, man. Like, that's a cut-up individual. But, I mean, Seattle got rid of these dudes for a reason. So That's true. That's all I can say. Well, you know, it's not even Seattle got rid of Beast Mode, per se. Beast Mode left because they weren't trying to pay that, man. I guess you can say they got rid of him. Anyway, he said he won't worth it, which was cold. And then he got to Oakland, and he was was all right. It was Oakland, though. Like, you can't really. Yeah, he's serviceable. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm not looking for no buck fifty two TD game out of this guy. Oh no! Nah, if you get if you so, put at least one up, shit, we'll see. I doubt he get the one. I give him props for getting seventy five. Oh shit! 
All right. I mean, for real. I mean, we gonna see. I'm I'm interested to see it. Man, it's the NFL, man. I'm interested she, to see it. He got to get warmed up. We gonna find out. Yeah, they should have brought. Him, I feel like they should have brought him in a week earlier, like a week or two earlier. They was gonna do that. Man, they they know what time it was. I could see if they had an active player on somebody else's roster that wasn't doing anything. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yes, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's gonna be funny, and they come and I think they did for ticket sales a little bit. They play. They definitely did it for that. They definitely play in Seattle tomorrow. Yeah, they definitely did it for ticket sales. So that's for ticket sales. Oh, Beast Mode's back. He hopping out of uh, trucks full of skittles and shit. I saw that bullshit. I was like, oh, that's cute. All gimmicks. I know. (laughs) All gimmicks. I know. Yeah. But so uh, we'll see. Speaking of the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. Playoff picture has changed a little bit. Yeah, you know, had me questioning like who's really who's really built to run this thing. Okay, because you got the Eagles who are limping into the playoffs. Well, they ain't make it yet, so we don't know. Well, they got the division right now, so I mean, if they win a the division, they're in there. Yeah, yeah, but if they lose the game, they don't make it. True, you know what I'm saying? Like they That's don't. True, they control their own destiny from winning. But and I know they're playing the Giants, but they still have to win the game. It'd be a little bit different if some extra shit had to happen, but I'm not. I'm not sure with this division, man. I never know what the hell they're gonna do, so I don't know. That's true. And then you got a team like who's the sixth seed in the AFC? In the AFC, I I want to say it's Tennessee right now. I know the Bills are the locked in fifth seed. I want to say it's Tennessee right now. I have to hold on. I'm about to look it up check. right now. Okay. But it's it's <clears throat> it's weird, man. Mm-hmm. Let me see. It's Hold definitely on. weird. Yeah, Tennessee is the uh six seed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But then you've got Tennessee and the Steelers tied. Yep. And you, got, kind of and you got the Raiders there at eight who can make a move, or the Colts at eight who can make a move. Man, it'd be real cool to see the Raiders win, man, because the Raiders got to do a whole bunch to get in. So mad people got to lose. They got to win their game. If they were to get in, that would just be hilarious after everything that happened this season. Yeah, but it'd be a first-round exit. It's going to be a first-round exit for whoever goes against the Chiefs, man. (laughs) True, you're right. You never know, man. You never know, though, bro. I mean, yeah, we think that, but you never know. I think the Chiefs are in a prime position when it comes to that whole playoff run. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's on Lamar's nuts. I think everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen with the Patriots. And I think the Chiefs are like, oh, okay, y'all think we the third fiddle. Well, all right, play us then. And they're going to be a hard out pause depending upon who they, who they go against, man. You know what? Now that you mentioned it like that, I have been seeing like people cooled off on the Chiefs. Like they wasn't out here slammed before before yeah. Mahomes got injured. Right, and they act like Mahomes still ain't Mahomes. Like, they still don't have Tyreek Hill. Like, they still don't have Travis Kelsey. And, like, Andy Reid ain't about to open that playbook wide the hell open. That's not a team I want to play. And they got an okay running game. Yeah, that's not a team that I want to play, man, at all. So, I mean... That's crazy how they still on the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, but that's that's the hype train. That's, That's the era we live in when it comes to, like, football. 
it's all what have you done for me lately. No two two people can coexist. It's always got to be a king of the mountain mentality. You know, yeah, that's with any sport, not just football at all. I mean, in a way, it's like that with any sport. But at least in some sports, they acknowledge a top five. Yeah, you know true. what I mean. Like in other sports, you know, you say who the top five basketball players. People are gonna jostle around a little bit. In the NFL, you have one good season, you're the best. Like right. you're the best dude, or like, you don't even have to have a good season. You could have <laughs> names on your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, oh yeah, these if guys. We are- name the top. If we name the top five QBs right now, they are not the top five QBs statistically for passing yards. No, not at all. Not one of them. You not know what I mean? Not at so, all. You know what I mean? So it's it's just one of those things, man. Where you know we're gonna see. I think um I think on the AFC, I think the two teams to beat are definitely the Ravens and the Chiefs, and I feel like the Texans can make some noise. Um, but I I, I honestly feel like the Chiefs are gonna be be that team that you don't want to see. Um, on the NFC side, uh, I believe all all the teams are strong except for the Eagles or Dallas. Well, right now the Dallas isn't even in it. So, but one of them are going. One of those teams are going to make it. Either one that makes it, I still think they're not strong. No, Philly has you know a lot I mean? of holes in their uh, team. Yeah. Cause that's that's the thing. The whole the whole situation with the Eagles, the Eagles lose. All Dallas has to do is win. All the Eagles have to do is win this game, and they're good to go. And I'm not sure about them. I just don't know. I think they're gonna make it, but I'm not sure, man. Yeah, sometimes I just like wonder why the NFC East exists. I mean, they had they had some things going on in that division that. I just think it's stupid all across the board. I think every team in the NFC East made a dumb decision this year or prior to this year, and now look at them. You know, if the Giants never got rid of Odell, they might have been in position to fight for this thing, you know? Yeah, but tell the Giants fans, they know. Yeah, man. So I'm just looking at the NFC playoffs. I'm like, I see the Packers at two, but I haven't watched the Packers much, so I don't know... Exactly how they're going to move. The Packers are one of those teams that I can tell what they're going to do based upon the matchup, right? Mm -hmm. Like they could beat up on their little brother, the Vikings. You know, they could, they could give Seattle a little run for their money. They can't fuck with us at all. And I think they get tossed up by the Saints, you know, just because of defense. But because everybody has to go to Lambeau in December, January, except for us. It's tough on some of those teams. Like the Saints aren't good over there in Lambeau in that cold weather. That that's a Brett Favre type game, right? You know what I mean. But Seattle might be able to go over there and do something. Seattle plays in the snow, so they're used to it. Yeah. Even with Minnesota, I don't know how they would fare outdoors. Well, it's not so much that they would fare outdoors. Even though they play in a dome, they live in that cold weather, and it's not far from a traveling standpoint. They play Green Bay. They play. They play the Bears. It's just the fact that they can't get over that hump. Now, granted, they lost that game without playing Dalvin Cook at all. So, I mean, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. For some reason, this playoff doesn't seem as strong as in the, in the NFC as it does in the AFC. Like, in the AFC, it's like, okay, it could be anything. In the, in the, uh, in the NFC, it's like, eh, I don't know who could it be. Well, I mean, to me, that's parody. I think NFC just has better teams. I think it's pretty cut and dry. 
what the matchups are when it comes to those AFC, those AFC matchups. Like it's it's pretty easy. You know? If the Chiefs go ahead and take care of business and beat the Titans, then they're the ones playing the Patriots, you know? And if the Bills or the Texans win, they gotta play the Ravens in Baltimore. I don't really see them beating the Ravens yet. No, well, they, well, the Bills already lost to the Ravens once. So so did the Texans. The Texans got smoked. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like it's set up to be the top three seeds that, that are there. But in this situation, you never know what's going to happen, you know? I'm kind of looking as at the Texans as a dark horse. It's a tough hill to climb, though. It is. But with Deshaun Watson, I can see anything happening. Yeah, Will Fuller's going to have to play. Yeah, he is. I think JJ's back, so. I mean, I don't know how effective he's going to be, but I mean, I guess everybody counts. Every, you got to count everybody. Oh, they fool been hurt whole season. All of a sudden, people coming off IR to play. I'm like, man, that's crazy. They were talking about Deshaun Jackson might come off IR to play. Wow. Well, yeah. I did not hear that. Yep. <clears throat> so we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what else? I, what else I've been seeing is this uh, Rams cap situation going forward because mm. they're done, they're finished. Yep. This season's finished, and you know, yep. a few years ago they brought in all these names, and I'm like, can it sustain all this? Like before, I had a podcast. I'm like, can it sustain these names and these contracts and still be yeah. successful? I'm like, eh, I don't know if they can do it. Yeah. Well, I knew they wouldn't be able to do it. As soon as they paid uh, Aaron Donald and golf, I knew mm-hmm. it was over at that point. You know. But then again, you got to pay somebody like Aaron Donald. Because if not, somebody's going to pay him that bank. Well, sometimes you, you got to do that. But at the same time, man, sometimes you got to let them go. I mean, when you look at what the Raiders ended up doing with Khalil Mack, it seems to be a smarter move than it, than than what people thought it was at that time. For me, that has yet to be seen. I mean, yeah, they made cap room, but let know. me ask you this: mm-hmm. Are the Bears in the playoffs? That's more due to Mitchell Trubisky, in my but opinion. That's the whole point. What you gonna get? What are you gonna be able to afford true. around Mitchell Trubisky? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you stuck. You got Khalil Mack, and that does what for you? That's you know true. what I'm saying? If you're Oakland, the last thing you got to worry about is money. Because truth be told, they could get rid of Derek Carr. They, see, they, I, I believe they should get rid of Derek Carr. They need a new voice, need a new face. So, so then now think about it, right? You mm-hmm. get rid of Derek Carr. You didn't pay Amari Cooper. Look where they are right now. And you didn't pay Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. John Gruden don't look as dumb as people think he did, like when it first happened. Yeah. And my only issue with them was why didn't they trade A.B.? Releasing him was the only dumb thing I thought they did. I thought they could have traded him and got an asset. But outside of that, they've been making some smart moves, GM-wise. For once. I mean, it's got to start somewhere, man. Yeah, you're right. You, know, you got Mayock, you got Gruden. You're starting over. You make a couple of moves. Everybody's all mad and in a tizzy. And imagine if they are to make the playoffs. Then now they're really working with something. You get what I'm saying? I hear you. So... We'll see, man. But spe- well, we were originally speaking about the Rams. I don't know how we got to the Raiders, but... 
Just cap. My bad. Yeah, you, now nah, you good. You good. But I think their mistake was signing golf. Like outside of the the Super Bowl run, what has he shown to say? Oh yeah, I, I earned this money. I know he's a quarterback, but sometimes you got to hold quarterbacks accountable. Um, I agree. It's a cumulative effect. I don't think one of those signings would have been damaging, whether you did just Aaron Donald or if you did just Jared Goff mm-hmm. or if you did just Todd Gurley. But all of those three combined and only getting production out of one out of the three, mm-hmm. it's just a recipe for disaster because you basically put all your eggs in one basket. True. We can we can say what we want to say about Jared Goff, but half the reason Jared Goff looked good is because Ty Gurley was playing well. Now Ty Gurley's not playing good. So now Jared Goff looks bad. So it's one of those chicken or the egg arguments. And then two, it's just it's just not gonna work. Like ain't nothing you can do about it. But then again with the whole Jared Goff looks bad because of Ty Gurley, you gotta like you're the quarterback. They say you're supposed to make that team go. I mean, I know you need balance. You need balance, but also you need adequate weapons. And that's the thing that was happening with Sean McVay when everybody got crowned as being dope and them actually making it to the Super Bowl. You got people thinking Cooper Cup is a valuable valuable weapon. You got people thinking Robert Woods is an official weapon. You know what I mean? Gerald Mm -hmm. Everett is an official tight end. And when you really name these people and when you really look at their play, you you don't look at them the way that they were being lauded at the time. And so now... Jared Goff is sitting up here with a big contract, expected to do a lot of stuff with weapons that I honestly don't think are either A, performing up to what they're supposed to perform to, or B, are as good as what you thought they are. Even Cooks. I mean, he's lightweight, bro. I honestly think their best receiver is Robert Woods. Like, I never was fond of Cooper Cup like that. And that's my whole thing. That's why I forgot about Cooks because I'm in agreement with you. I think their best receiver is Robert Woods. And if your best receiver is Robert Woods, that's saying a lot. It is. You know what I mean? That's saying a lot about the state of affairs with your weapons. And you're not going to be able to get much better than Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks because you pay all these people tons of money. Yeah. I just look at the defensive side of it. They paid all this money to defense. And yeah, where's it gotten them? And they went and got Jalen Ramsey. So it'll be interesting to see how they're doing. Yeah, Peters is gone. He's balling out. Man, that made the Pro Bowl. Right. Come on, man. In half a season. Come on, man. Exactly. Half a season. Got to respect him for that. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to see the downfall of the Rams personally. Yeah, well, you know me. I take it in my division. One less team in my way. Right, because I mean they gave the Rams so much hype coming out this season. Yeah, I don't like. Did. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, the, in a way, rightfully so, but it's just crazy. <sighs> the Rams were my NFC version of the Browns. I mean, but, but at least they made it to the Super Bowl. Like you know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like how it was with your team, man. When your team made it to the Super Bowl, people wanted to come through and disrespect y'all because y'all lost. But at the end of the day, it's like they were the representatives of the NFC. Like other teams had an opportunity to be there if we were so phoning in and they weren't. So yeah. it can't be so ball. True. I just never believed in the Rams. Like I never believed in Jared Goff. I mean, me neither, bro. But I mean, I think it just that's just the way it is from time to time, man. Like a quarterback will get in a position where they can be highly successful and then people don't believe in him. People don't believe in Jimmy G, but his record just allows him to be 
you're going to have to talk about him at some point. See, you know what? With Jimmy G specifically, I knew in New England, like, yo, if he gets a shot, he's going to do something with it. Like, I saw that coming. Just how he yeah, played. But he's one of those, he's like a Ben Roethlisberger type. Like, he's the type of player that just is in the right position to win some games. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the type of person that if we were to get to the Super Bowl, I would feel confident in him because he's one of those people that makes the best of his opportunities. Right. You he doesn't I mean? really so, make dumb decisions like that. I give him respect for that. Even if he makes one, he's the type of person that doesn't let it get them. Like, he'll throw a pick in the game and then come back and throw the same damn pass. Right. So he's either dumb or confident, but either way, I'm riding. Well, I respect <laughs> it. Yeah, so that's how it is, man. I mean, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Sure. Speaking of riding, <laughs> I got the news yesterday morning uh-huh. that Falcons owner, my guy, Arthur Blank, decided to keep riding with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. For those who don't know who those people are, Dan Quinn yep. is the coach of the Atlanta Falcons and Thomas Dimitrov is the GM of the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. I was going to do a uh, Instagram post on this, but I decided to save my takes for here. Because <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you've been hearing me say it's time for Dan Quinn to go. Mm-hmm. Not so much time for Dimitro, but it's time for Dan Quinn to go. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Arthur Blaine doesn't feel the same. But that's what I was trying to get at, man. I was like, if y'all find a way to make it to seven and nine, man, that's enough to justify keeping them. And even though that he didn't get to the seven part, I guess the six was good enough. <laughs> he didn't even really get to the six, though. Like, as soon as we came off the bye week, he gave up his coaching duties pretty much. As far as defense but, is concerned. But, he, but uh, listen, man, it's there. That's a head coach move. Uh, I get that, but my thing is like, yeah, we went four and two, possibly five and two after tomorrow, after the bye week. But those first seven weeks can't, first eight weeks can't be excused. They can't be excused, but it's always what have you done for me lately? And beating the 49ers, man, unfortunately for you, is what helped that man keep his job. And Matt Ryan. He sealed the deal when he came out and said, look, we're playing for his job. So that means you got the quarterback behind this guy publicly. Julio he behind him, too. a solid win. You know what I mean? And y'all had some really impressive wins, man. So at the end of the day, you know, there's justification for him to say, hey, man, listen, I'm not a bad head coach. We just had, we just had some things. And so then you look at his resume. And you see a Super Bowl appearance and you see playoff appearances. It's tough, man. No, it was only two playoff appearances. Super Bowl running the year after. Did I mean that's enough? Uh, I guess, man. I was that's just enough. disappointed by it. I mean, I can see why you're disappointed because everybody hates going through a bad season and then hearing that it's a possibility that they're going to go through the same type of season again. But I mean... It's also hard to fire a man that's doing better than a lot of coaches that's going to keep their job. True. You know? He wasn't over there being a Freddie Kitchens. He beat the Saints in New Orleans. 
True. He beat the 49ers. True. He beat the Eagles in a primetime game early on. You know what I mean? He won some pretty important games to win perception-wise. They just yeah. lost some other ones. Sit on the opposite side of the spectrum, you lose to the Titans. I mean, it's tough, man. Titans are a playoff team. You lose to the Titans, and then you lose to the Colts. Yeah. With no Jacoby Brissett, that is. Yeah. I guess some games you just can't can't let that be like, okay, even though he lost these games, he still get to keep his job. If I fuck up at my job royally, there's no, oh, I still get to keep my job. Right. I'm out of here. I mean, I get it. But I guess they ain't looking at it like it's a royal fuck up. <laughs> they just looking at it like he had a bad season. So now you got to run it back. Bro. You got to run it back one more time. I just don't see where the change is going to come, man. I really don't. And they said Raheem Morris is going to take over, you know, that, uh, the that defensive coordinator. Yeah, so, I mean, you know. Yeah, but even with that, it was a shared play call in terms of defense. Like, Jeff Albrecht called first and third, and then Raheem called second. Well, second now Raheem's going to call it all. <laughs> and that scares me, man. Why? Because I don't know if he's capable of that. Man, Raheem was a head coach in this league, man. I understand that. You see where it got yeah. him. Defensively, the Bucks respect. were trash. Man, I give Raheem respect, man. I respect him. Yeah. I'm just looking at his output. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna respect it, man. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping for different results, but it seems like insanity at this point. Yeah. I mean, it is tough. And it's definitely tough being a fan, so. I hope they made the right decision, man. I really do. And you'll find out soon, man. That's for damn sure. Damn you'll right. Find out. You'll find out. Since yeah. you're talking about the AFC South, found out a bit of news that I was surprised of. What's that? Mr. Gold Mustache himself <laughs> is getting a tryout with the New Orleans Saints uh-huh. at some point. Yep. And by golden mustache, I'm referring to Antonio Brown, for those who don't know. Oh, I think the streets know. Well, just in case the suburbs don't. <laughs> thought I'd put them up. In case the suburbs don't. Yeah, man. How you feel about it? Um, I mean, I, f- uh, I like AB as a player. It's just mm-hmm. his bullshit. It's just, it outweighs what he can actually do, what he's actually capable of. Right. Like, it's like the Kanye, he's like Kanye for me. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. When I looked at it, I, I immediately thought it was a strategic move on the Saints' part. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're a playoff team and they're, they're headed into the postseason. I was thinking to myself, well, they're obviously not trying to get him right now, you know, because he wouldn't even, you know, know enough of the playbook to be any kind of threat other than just being a decoy. Mm-hmm. And although I don't put anything past anybody, I think it's pretty risky to put a player out there that doesn't know your playbook. So then I thought to myself, maybe they're doing this in good faith to try to get him next year. And if they're trying to get him next year, then maybe they know that the NFL is about to come to a ruling on his whole investigation. So say, for instance, if the word is in the 
XFL, hey, Antonio Brown's not going to get any games because it's inconclusive. Why don't y'all fly him in for a tryout? That way he'll look at y'all as one of the teams that was like, okay, you know, y'all took a shot on me when nobody else was taking a shot on me. Mm-hmm. Offseason comes, they bring him into camp. He's obviously going to look at Drew Brees as a Hall of Fame type quarterback and looks at and look at the Saints like a viable Super Bowl contender, not sign. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. That's what I figured. I was like, okay, they bring in yeah. him. They know Michael Thomas is the main threat, right? So but they're bringing a guy the that can do the same thing but better. Mm-hmm. With Drew Brees getting older, that would be a help to him. Exactly. I'm just like, fuck him because he want to go to the Saints. But um, from, <laughs> from from his perspective, I'm like, anybody else fucking with me. So if they going to fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with them. So I get it on his perspective. Exactly. And I, I, I actually get it from the Saints perspective because looking at it, just mm-hmm. from a division standpoint, mm-hmm. the Panthers are in turmoil. Yep. You don't know what's going on with the Bucks, And then you have us. Who have Julio Jones? Calvin Ridley's gonna be back next year. We have some other young guys who are gonna be back. Yep. With a probably a different running back core with a high powered offense. They're gonna need to keep up. And yeah, Michael Thomas is great, but they're gonna need more than him. Exactly. So I understood it. I just don't like them. So I mean, I respect that. <laughs> I definitely respect it. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those things, man, where we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled. And, you know, if it comes to fruition, at least we got an I told you so moment out of the deal. Yeah. And go from there. Another I caught, we called it. Yep. There should be a segment uh, next season. <laughs> we called it. Carl, we called it. I said the Browns yep. is going to be trash. We called it. <laughs> I like it, man. We got to file that one down. Know what? I'm gonna make a we called it right now. I think Cam is gonna end up in Chicago. Hmm. Well, I would have felt that way if they uh if they didn't realize how booty old boy was. So I think he's coming back. <laughs> but see, with the firing around Rivera, I'm not too sure of that. But I think that's part of it though. Of course Cam is gonna say that he wanted Ron Rivera there, but I think that's part of it. I think part of it is the the fact that they're going to have some some coaching blood in there and they're going to look at it as a fresh start and that person's going to look at Cam as having talent. Mm-hmm. So unless they draft somebody, I think it's going to be one of those things where they go ahead and uh, they run it back, man. I mean, if they do... Because Kyle Allen ain't it. No, nah, no. Nah, I knew he wasn't in like the third game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, they could run it back, but... Even if they do run it back, even if he, matter of fact, even if they don't run it back and he goes to Chicago, what Cam Newton are you getting? That's my question, too. Well, we'll see. We will. We'll see for sure. Definitely will. Anything else you want to tackle on this list? Nah, brother, I think we can get to those picks, man. All right, let's get to it then. All right. So, Falcons at the Bucks. You already know who okay. I'm picking in this. It's my last game of the season. I'm hoping for a W, so that's who I'm picking. <clears throat> yep, I went ahead and ran those Falcons down as uh as the team that I was picking to win that game. Before I found out they were even gonna uh resign your coach and your GM because I thought they had something to play for. So mm-hmm. you know, go you know with what? Them. speaking of that, I think 
that game will pretty much play into next season, how they finish the year, in my yeah. opinion. <clears throat> Definitely. The next game is the Bears at the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings because the Vikings are fighting for a playoff in a way. Well, yeah, they're in pretty much now because the Rams are eliminated. But I think they're trying to tune everything up and see what they can do. Right. Um. So I'm picking the Vikings in that game because I think Green. Uh, I said Green Bay. I think the Bears just don't have enough to uh to do anything with them. They had Mitchell so. Trubisky, so I'm never picking the Bears again. Yeah. Until they make that quarterback change, I'm never picking them again. Sorry, Bears fans. <laughs> yeah. All right. The shit bowl here. Well, shit bowl one, anyway. The Browns at the Bengals. I'm picking the Browns because it's the Bengals. Easy money. Browns, same here, man. Simple as that. They turn the Bengals. Yep. All right. This next one, Chargers at the Chiefs. I think it's time for the Chargers to get move on from Phillip Rivers. And I think the Chiefs are going to use this as a tune-up game to smack some people around. Yep. You know, really get up to speed with things because they know it's going to be a gauntlet going through the AFC playoff. Yeah. I think they're going to try to put them to bed early, too. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Are they starting their starters? Um, I'm not sure, man. Mm. I'm not sure. I, I would think they are mm-hmm. because I still think there's a, a seating thing that can happen, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, question. Would you start your starters given the situation? Personally speaking, I will always play my starters. It's just how long would I play them, mm-hmm. you know? But I'm I'm a firm believer of just letting the players play. See, that's you don't want to you don't want to get in one of those situations where you rest your starters and then they basically take their foot off the gas. I want them to always feel like they're playing. I want that routine of them getting hyped to go in there to play and everything. See, that's why I differ a bit. Yeah, I agree with with you know letting them play. But it's always mm-hmm. that injury factor. And with Mahomes already being injured this year. But that's what I'm saying. You can still sit them. Mm-hmm. You can still start them and play them a half. And if you get up in the game, then, you know, you take them out. If you're behind in the game, you could take them out. Mm-hmm. But you still want that routine going there, man. That's how I feel. I respect that. I'm going to just go hard regardless. That's just me, though. I but I understand that. the logic behind the other stuff. Well, either way, I'm picking the Chiefs. I don't believe in anything Chargers. So Same here. There's that. All right. Dolphins at the Patriots. This is an easy one. Even if they don't play Tom Brady, it's the Dolphins at Foxborough. Yep. I'm not saying anything different. I'm going with the Patriots. Same here. Jets at the Bills. This one is a... I mean, I know the Bills are locked in. But it's still kind of like... All right, it's a tune-up. We're, we're going to play the first week of the playoffs. Right. So we need to be make sure we're right and we're humming along. Yep. And the Jets defense is a decent defense. Yep. It's from a name standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think the Bills might lay an egg because they've already locked in their spot. Nope, I ain't doing it. I'm picking the Bills. Mm. Okay, well, I'm picking the Jets. <laughs> I think they're, right. they're going to take the week off. They might, you know, start Josh hey. Allen for a half. Hey, they got to, yeah, the Jets suck. They could lose, but they suck. I ain't going with it. Well, I want to be a contrarian this week, so boom. <laughs> going with that. 
Packers at the Lions. Only thing I believe in in Detroit is Big Sean and uh, Eminem. <laughs> so with that, I'm picking the Packers. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Packers too because they're still fighting for seeding. Right. So I'm gonna pick the Packers. Saints at the Panthers. As I noted earlier, the Panthers are in disarray. Like they don't know which way is up right now. Yep. They're kind of stuck with Kyle Allen. It's the last game in a meaningless season. They're probably gonna rest uh CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Because they beat him into the ground. So Yeah. I'm going with the Saints as well. Yeah, the Saints are gonna They're be fighting, fighting for a higher seed. seed. So that's it, man. Going with the These Saints. teams that got something to fight for, man. I'm rolling with them. Yeah, yeah. It's a meaningless game. Cardinals at the Rams. I like the what I've been seeing from the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Yep. So and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he's been resurgent lately. Yes, sir. That's crazy. You leave a great city like Miami. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm feel, I feel a new. Goes to show you how bad that franchise is. Yeah, Minka's eating in Pittsburgh. He's eating Arizona. Yep. Could only imagine who's next out of there. Yep. But I'm picking the Cardinals. So. Same here. I'm going with the Cardinals. Colts at the Jaguars. It's nothing really to fight for here that I can see yep. anyway. Yep. And due to what we did last week to the Jaguars, I can't see. The coach going in there and laying an egg with that yep. version of a defense. So I'm going with the Colts. Yeah. My gut said the Colts, so I picked the Colts as well. Eagles at the Giants. I'm going to be a contrarian here. I know the Giants are kind of like trash bag. Yeah. But I don't trust the Eagles. They could, yeah. they could beat a team like Dallas and then lose to a fucking scrub the next week. I get mm-hmm. murdered. So, I'm going with the Giants. <laughs> going with the Giants. Yeah, that's wild, bro. You know, that's funny. I mean, definitely could see the Giants winning the game. Like, that's definitely a possibility. But um, the Eagles got something to fight for, so I feel like they can win this game, man. I feel like they're going to put their best foot forward. Now, whether that's good enough or not is a different story, but I feel like I'm going to pick the Eagles on this one. Right, you you better man than me. <laughs> All right, Raiders at the Broncos. I'm going with the Raiders because it's their last game. It's an Oakland Raider. Yep. Which is sad to say. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I don't believe in Drew Locke just yet. I believe he needs more time to develop. But he might be their QB yeah. of the future. Yeah, bro. I ain't going with nothing Broncos this year. I don't even know if I picked the Broncos this year. Maybe once. I ain't picking the Broncos. I picked them once or twice in the back right on me, so uh, they're in the same category. <laughs> yeah, Raiders trying teams. to get in. Raiders getting this playoff game, and the only way that they could possibly get in is if they win, so I think they're going to at least do their part and win. Right. Yeah. Well, Washington at the Cowboys. Yep. As much as the Cowboys want to fight to get in the playoffs, I think they might do it. I think they might I mean, win this game. It's definitely, I mean, I, it's definitely a possibility for them to get in the playoffs and they don't even control it all the way. No, so, not I mean, at all. Yeah, so I definitely, you know, see where you're going with it. And uh, it's interesting, man. It's an interesting situation. 
Like Washington doesn't have a shot in hell for a quarterback right now because Haskins is done for the year. Yeah. And I don't even know who their backup is, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I don't trust yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys as well. Yep. Steelers at the Ravens. This is a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. I believe the Ravens are going to sit everybody because they're pretty much locked in. Mm-hmm. But I still even think with them sitting their players, they're still better than the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Pittsburgh fans. It's just that I don't trust in your quarterback play. The defense is, you know, uh, saving grace. I just don't trust in the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. So I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I think they're going to try to end this season off with one of their best records that they could possibly end off with. So I think I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. But it's going to be interesting to see RG3 come in if he's going to come in and play. So that's dope, too. I mean, they could pretty much run the same offense. So That's it. So, yep. All right. Texans and the Titans. This one is a doozy because the fight, the Titans are fighting for a playoff spot. <laughs> yep. And the Texans are fighting for seeding. Yep. And they're also division rivals. That is correct. I think so this I think this is one of the games of the week for me. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely one of the better ones. Just because of the outcome and what can happen. Right. They affect each other tremendously. So, yeah. I say all that to say I'm going to pick the Texans. Yep. I just believe in them a little more than Ryan Tannehill. Me too. I'm the same way. Next game, well, actually, it's the last game of the week. Yes, sir. 49ers at the Seahawks. Yep. I already know who you're going with. you damn right. <laughs> and since I chose to be a contrarian this week, I'm going with the opposite. Be my guest. <laughs> I'm going with the Hawks at home. Okay. But I mean, okay. With the geriatric running backs. Never know, man. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, do you guys have the number one seed locked up, or is it still a chance y'all could drop? Nah, we could drop. We got to beat them. Oh. To win the division and win the number one seed, because what would happen is if we lost to them, our record would be tied, but we lost the head-to-head to to them. Ah, so y'all could drop down to the fifth. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Yep, so we coming to punch them in the damn mouth. Okay. Well, I'm still picking the Seahawks, regardless. All right. You got it. My back. Go ahead. You got you got the whole 2013 Seahawks offense out there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it's Russell or Bust still. They should have they should have brought Doug Baldwin back too for good measure. All right, all right. You're taking a little fire now. <laughs> I mean, they went and got Robert Turbin and Marshawn Lynch. Why not? Yeah, shit. <sighs> you right. So all they need now is Sherman to come back. Nah, it's too late. I said offense, not defense. They can't get Earl neither. Them boys on the winning squad. They trying to do something. <laughs> That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it, though. The hate is real. Hey, man, fuck them. I hope they not Russell Wilson out the game. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't hurt me at all. Well, goddammit, whoever played the Saints destroyed them niggas. I don't care who the fuck it is. Please. 
quick because that's Russell Wilson out for that and the playoffs. We'll take it. As you saw, the shit that I had to deal with, I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. As you said, the disrespect is real, and goddamn it, it is. Knock them niggas out. <laughs> if y'all play them, give them hell, please. That's it, man. That's how I look at it, man. Go ahead and hurt them boys. But yeah, man, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited and I'm sad because after tomorrow, my season is done. It's over. Yeah, it's finito. Yep, you'll be the voice of reason on the podcast. Will I? Because the yep. Saints will still be playing. So I don't know if I'll be reasonable when it comes to them. I mean, shit. We'll, it is what it is. Because, you know, I know you don't like to talk about it, but our Kane shit the bed once again. Man, I ain't talking about that shit. I didn't even see that game. <laughs> I saw it. You saw it. <laughs> you know, I know damn well you saw it. Yeah, I ain't. I ain't uh-uh, man, I'm done. I'm done. It's over. Yeah, it's over. I mean, we got rid of Dan Enos. Hey, Amen. So we'll see what happens on offense. Uh, yeah, it's over. You know what else is over? It's over for Oklahoma right now, too. As we're yep. recording this podcast, they're getting blown the fuck out. Like, Yep. It's 49 to 14 right now. It's over. Yep. So, yeah. That's everything That's for this week. This might be a yep. short one for us because we've been, we've been going on long for these last couple weeks yeah. now, but there's been a lot of shit going on, so we had to. Yes, sir. So I think that's everything, bro. Yep, that's it, man. I will tally up these picks for the regular season. I will get back with the number next week. That'd be cool. And then as far as playoffs <laughs> go, we start from zero. Hopefully I can redeem yeah. myself. Man, I'm just trying to win the Super Bowl. That's it, bro. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. But yeah, I'm definitely going to put my good picks in. Though. Next season, we'll have to put something on the line. All right, man. That'd be dope. Yeah, most definitely. Hell yeah. This has been the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy Sean Pesos. And your boy Russ Digi. Y'all have a safe one. Have a happy new year. Yep. Y'all be blessed. Be safe out there. Peace.